my mom was driving us home from school for some reason, she stopped at the store. And then when we got ready to leave, she wasn't able to steer the car. And she realized that the driveline had broken. Oh no! And we were so thankful that God impressed her to go to the store and that it happened in the parking lot instead of out on the road. This is Camus. And this is Kylie. Welcome to God is Real, God is Good, a podcast where we collect stories about God working in people's lives through big miraculous ways all the way down to small everyday things. Hi, this is Camus, and welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. And this week I have Lori with me. Lori goes to church with me and she goes out and she helps me with Bible work and following up pleads and seeing people and all that fun stuff. Um, so Lori, why don't you tell everybody where you're from? Well, I live here in Orofino now and I have for the last five years, but I'm from all over the West Coast pretty much. I've lived in California and Oregon and Washington and Utah and my parents moved quite a lot and but most of my growing up years were in California. Hmm. And then after I grew up, I moved around a lot. But now I'm from Orofino. <laughs> it's a little bit better of a place, a little bit more yeah, calm. Yeah, I'm very glad to be from Orofino. <laughs> very nice and chill place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how about we pray and then Alrighty. we can tell everybody about your religious background. Dear Father in Heaven, um, just thank you for this day, and thank you for Lori and her willingness to share her stories and just how you've been working in her life. We'd like to pray that you be with her and give her words to speak, Lord, and help us also to have ears to listen and to hear what she has to tell us. Um, Just be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. What is your religious background growing up? So I was born, I was very blessed to be born into a Christian home, mm-hmm. and I'm very thankful for that. And God was working in my life even before I was born. Before I was born, uh, when my mom was pregnant with me, yeah, um, she was diagnosed with German measles. Oh. And when she was diagnosed, that's when she found out that she was pregnant, oh. because she was, had been trying to get pregnant and had been having trouble. And then she got German measles, and they did a test and found out that she was pregnant. Mm. And so immediately the doctor suggested that she have an abortion because measles during pregnancy, especially during that first trimester, um, has a really high risk of serious birth defects. Oh, really? There can be blindness or deafness, much or sometimes even more serious effects like heart de- defects and brain damage. Oh, wow. So that's really concerning. Yeah. My parents, though, believed that God had given them to, given me to them mm-hmm. and wouldn't even consider aborting me. Mm. Well, praise God for that. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't have any of those serious defects that could have resulted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later, as a nurse, I cared for a man about my age. I think he was, I don't know, was just in a year or two of my birth. Mm-hmm. And his mother had had measles when she was pregnant with me. And he was very low-functioning, really not able to understand or communicate. And mm-hmm. so that made me even more thankful <laughs> Yeah, to for see how that. God was watching out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I was born, when I was really uh, young, kind of a baby, I had a lot of allergies. Um, when I was about a year and a half, I got sick. And eventually I was sick enough, my parents took me to the doctor, and I was 
diagnosed with an ear infection and given an injection of penicillin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then by the time my parents got me home, I was swelling and covered with hives. Oh, no. My hands swelled so much, my fingers disappeared. Um, and I started having trouble and difficulty breathing. Yeah. And the doctor told my parents that it just would need to wear off. I was having a reaction to the penicillin, mm-hmm. and they just needed to watch over me. <laughs> so my parents sat up all night holding me upright so that I could breathe. Goodness. And the next day, the doctor told them that if I ever had penicillin again, I would die. That, that's so, fair. <laughs> so I don't use penicillin. And so, like I said, I had a lot of allergies, and I had hives a lot, and they were always trying to figure out what I was allergic to. Mm-hmm. And then I had my first MMR vaccination and um, again had an anaphylactic reaction. It wasn't mm. nearly as bad as the first one, but I did have hives and swelling and breathing issues. And Oh, goodness. So, but fortunately, I recovered. So. Amen. So, like I said, I was born into a Christian home, and my parents always took us to church every week. They sacrificed greatly for us to be able to go to church school. My mm. parents never had a new car. A new couch, a new, you know, those, yeah. they sacrificed a lot for us. <laughs> yeah, because they thought it was important that you get that Christian mm-hmm. education. Yes. Um, they were very very involved in volunteering both at church and school activities. We always worked with them in those things. I helped my mom when I was little count the church offering. And helped my dad in the recording room and... We went in gathering together and singing and playing music for nursing homes and other people, mm. helping with evangelistic meetings, bringing others to church, working at church or school or work bees, mm-hmm. and a lot of different activities like that. So very, very involved in the church. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And we always had morning and evening worships, and this really influenced me a lot. Mm-hmm. One time when I was young, we went on a trip. And when we came back home, our dog was gone. And I've always had a dog. Yeah. And there's just been a couple years in my life when I haven't had a dog. Mm. (laughs) So um, it was the dog that I had grown up with. So from the time I was a baby, we all prayed every day for our dog to be found. Mm -hmm. One day he showed up at my grandma's house. And that was over 10 miles and, you know, 20 minutes of driving away from us where our house was. So he remembered, he had been there, you know, when we had moved at some time, he had been to that house, and since we were at home, he went to that house, and got his, he found his way there. Wow. Uh, But he had been attacked by some kind of wild animal, like a bobcat, and had a large wound on his hind leg, and, Mm. but we were so thankful that God answered our prayers and brought him back to us. Yeah, that is a miracle. Another time, when I was young, we were living in a mobile home while my parents were building a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was many years ago, so the mobile home was made of metal siding. Oh, yeah. And one evening we were sitting down to eat supper, and my seat was against the wall, and I had been leaning back against the wall, but we were just getting ready for the blessing, so I sat down in my chair and folded my hands so I wasn't against the wall anymore, and just at that time, lightning hit our house, went through the whole frame of the house, and oh, wow. the light above the table exploded and glass went in our food and we were just really thankful that none of us were injured especially since just a moment before I had been touching that metal siding yeah goodness so another time while they were building that house 
uh, my dad was using a glue gun to glue down the floorboards, and I was out helping him. Mm-hmm. And suddenly there was this popping sound. And before I even realized what was happening, my dad had picked me up and raced into the house and was washing my eye out. And the glue had exploded and gone into my eye. Oh, no. But it was on Sunday, but my parents knew our eye doctor, and he met us at their, his office to check my eye. Mm-hmm. And thankfully there wasn't any damage to my eye. Yeah. But it was red and sore for a few days and I had glue on my eyelashes that I had to wear off. People would tell me, you have crumbs on your eye. No, it's just glue. Thanks. Just so. glue. <laughs> yeah, hot glue in your eye. Oh, no. That would... Yeah. Goodness. So sometimes God has watched over me. I can think of several times while we've been driving. Mm-hmm. When I was little, my parents were driving us home and they each were driving a car for some reason they had two cars out and I was riding with my mom and my dad was following in another car with my brother and sister mm-hmm. and the road we were driving on has a lot of turns it's a narrow windy road yeah and another car came around one of those corners on our side of the road and to avoid the car we went off the road and we hit a big rock it was you know a really big rock mm-hmm. and um so my mom got whiplash from that accident, and I got a cut on my chin that had to be stitched. But that was the only injuries that we had. Wow. That's crazy. And then another time, when my mom was driving us home from school, for some reason, she stopped at the store. Mm-hmm. And then when we got ready to leave, she wasn't able to steer the car. And she realized that the drive line had broken. Oh, no. And we were so thankful that God impressed her to go to the store and that it happened in the parking lot instead of out on the road while yeah. driving on one of those windy roads. We always lived out in the country, so it probably mm-hmm. would have been a windy road. Oh, yeah. And so. windy roads are normally up cliffs, so then yeah. you go fallen. And... Yes. Oh, no. Wow. That's amazing. God truly does protect us. He does. Because my parents were always having morning and evening worship, that helps me develop that habit. And for as long as I can remember, all my life, I guess, I've always had my own devotional time. Hmm. And I really, I can't imagine starting my life without spending time with, or my day, my life, but even my day every day, my life every day, without spending time with God. Mm -hmm. I've really discovered, you know, that what we put into our minds can really impact our daily walk with God. If we spend time putting worldly things into our minds, such as the news and music and movies, shows, mm-hmm. books, we, we don't have that desire to spend time with God anymore. Mm. And Satan's really good at keeping us distracted oh, yeah. with all the exciting things of this world because he knows that they'll keep us from developing that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. God has told us what, what we should focus on, In Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Mm -hmm. So I've Mm -hmm. tried to implement that into my life. It's hard in our society today. We Satan bombards us with other things. Yeah, between your phone, your laptop, like just all sorts of media or different things. And like, you know, it's important to keep track of some of that, you know, like to have at least a basic idea. 
But the issue becomes, like, we so often get engrossed in it, or, like... We do, and it is... I mean, I not all of those things are necessarily completely evil in themselves, you know? It, like you say, it's good to know what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. but if it's taking all our time and taking time away from God, then it's a problem. Yeah, like, yeah. So... As I've grown closer to God, it's changed what I listen to and what I read and what I watch as I look back over my life. Mm-hmm. I've gotten rid of some of my books that, like I said, aren't necessarily bad, but um, they weren't. They were kind of wasting my time. You get sucked into them, and and some of them give me an unrealistic picture of life. And yeah, um, yeah. So I try to be much more selective about what I watch and listen to music that brings me closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that even in my own life. Like, there's some books that, like, I think would be fine for other people to read, but for me personally, like, it just puts me in a bad headspace or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Lord, I don't want that in my life. Right. Another driving time when I was older, um, I lived in Utah, and I had been in California to visit my parents, and so we were driving back from California to Utah, and we were taking a more remote route above Salt Lake as opposed to the main freeway yeah. below Salt Lake, and we were traveling at night, <laughs> and I had our, we had our cat with us, and he was loose in the car, so, and he had been sitting on my lap when this so we were going about 60 miles an hour, and suddenly a deer was in front of us. We hit it mostly on the passenger side, which is where I was sitting, and it hit the windshield and then went up and over the car. The cat scrambled away to the back as fast as he could. Um, the window, the windshield on my side was shattered, but it was still intact. It was hanging in there. It was just sagging. Mm-hmm. And we were out there in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. And so fortunately, we could still drive the car and only had a few more hours to go to get home. Mm-hmm. So we were very fortunate to come away with no injuries and just some cat scratches. Yeah. <laughs> and then another time when I lived in California at Pacific Union College, I was driving from there to my parents' house. And it's a kind of windy uh, back road on Highway 20. It was dark at night again and raining. And I was, it was between Clear Lake and winters if people know that route but suddenly I hydroplaned quite a lot and went slamming straight into the guardrail and then the car was you know it spun around and then it was heading along the road and I continued driving but then I realized I was going the wrong direction oh no (laughs) so I had spun all the way around wow and so I turned around and went back and as I went back I realized that the guardrail doesn't go all along that section and it was an area where there's a bank that goes down quite a bit to a creek. Mm. And so, um, but there's a lot of sections that don't have the guardrail. And I was very thankful that I had hit a place that did have the guardrail. You know, like yeah. you've got to hit something. You don't want to go down the bank at night when it's dark and no one, it wasn't a well-traveled road, so. Yeah, the Lord's like, you're going to crash because <laughs> of your recklessness, but yeah. I'm going to make sure you crash in the right spot. Right, so I was... I drove carefully to my parents' house and was really thankful that my angels were watching over me. Mm, And in the morning when I looked at it, it had just pushed the grill in a little bit. There was really no Mm. damage. It had been straight on, so it was not any damage that was really noticeable. Well, that's good. But I'm thankful for God sending his angels to drive with me. 
lots of times I can think of times where that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God um, is, is it putting in overtime when we're driving. Yes. In 2002, I had been living with my sister while well, she went to college, and then she got accepted into vet school, and so she was moving on. And I decided to move to Walla Walla, where my brother and his wife lived. Mm-hmm. And I was able to live there for about two years before I moved back to California. And I was really thankful for that time later because my brother died in a construction accident in 2008. Mm. So I was really thankful that I was able to spend time living closer to him and, yeah. you know, doing things with him. And Then after living in California for several years, my husband and I decided it was time to start looking for a place outside of California. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we would spend our time off from work driving around different states, Oregon, uh, Washington, Idaho, Montana, and just looking, mm-hmm. Nevada, all those states. We were looking for someplace else, and we had some specific criteria. When we drove through Orofino, you know, it, it met all those criteria, and so um, we had dri- after we saw this, we went up to Montana and we're looking up there some. Mm-hmm. And then on our way home, we came back and spent at least one night here in Orofino just to check it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then started watching the real estate here. Yeah. And then one day I saw a log home that has for sale. And we had always, you know, kind of dreamed about a log home, but it was never something that we really expected to get. Yeah. <laughs> But I showed the advertisement to my husband, and he um, said, oh, yeah, we can't afford that. It probably costs way more, twice as much than what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, it's really only about half that. And so <laughs> so we made plans to come and see it, and we came in December in a snowstorm. So we saw it at its worst. <laughs> yeah. And um, we really liked it. We looked at one other place, but then said, well, we don't really need to look at any other places. We really like this home. It's really what we're looking for. We we drove here on a, well, it was a, we left on Thursday and got here on Friday night in time to go to church because I really wanted to check out the church. And, yeah. Uh, it was a, that was one of my big criteria was being close enough to church where we could participate and be active in um, church. Mm. And everyone was just really friendly to us and we had a lot of dinner invitations and so we were really thankful that God led us here. We feel like he did lead us here. Yeah. Um, and in the circumstances, the way our life has unfolded, we probably wouldn't have been able to buy the house later. And so it really worked out for us really well then. Yeah. And, just... and so we're just really thankful. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to be active in church. And it's yeah. nice to just be, you know, 10 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not long ago, I was uh, convicted that one of the things I was spending too much time on was Facebook. Mm. So I stopped looking at it every day. And at first, this was hard because there's some good and positive things on Facebook. And yeah. A lot of people use that. And it's nice to see what's happening with my family and friends. But I, I really felt that Satan mixes a lot of negative and evil things in with the good. And mm-hmm. there was things that I wished I later I hadn't seen or that gave such a negative outlook. Just... You know, you sit down to look at it and realize, oh, it's been 45 minutes or an hour, and I just meant to look at it for five minutes, you know? know. And so I had tried at first just to 
cut down the time, but I decided, you know what, I just am going to try at least for a certain period of time to not look at it at all. Yeah. I do glance at it every once in a while and just see, you know, a few notifications and if there's a specific person that I think might have something interesting, I look at that person. But after that time period, I just, I had filled my life with other things and I just kept not looking at it too much. So mm -hmm. I yes. um, find other things that help me be closer to God. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we don't all have the same struggles and maybe that's not a problem for some people. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but God works with us and leads us in our own individual path, and that's how He's led me. Mm. There isn't like a certain time, specific time, that I can say that I was converted or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up in a Christian home, it's, it's just been a process throughout my life. I never had a really rebellious time or anything like that. Yeah. But I can also look back and see times where I didn't do what I was supposed to, or I wanted to follow my own will more than, yeah. you know, following God's will for me. Mm -hmm. But I've always tried to, you know, get closer to God and spend time with Him and um, get to know Him better. But some of those hardships I know are hardships because I've caused them by doing my own things. Yes. And I really had to learn, or I still do need to learn, that I can't do anything on my own. Mm. But as Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. We need to rely on him. We do. Some stories more recently, uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess it is now, we went camping with our trailer, and after we got all settled, we switched on the hot water heater. And after a bit, my husband went out to check something else out in the side of the truck and trailer out there mm -hmm. and smoke was pouring out of the hot water heater he yelled for me to turn it off oh no and i'm just really thankful that we didn't that we turned it on during the day where he would and that he was impressed to go check it um sometimes yeah. we would turn it on right as we go to bed and oh, yeah. so i'm just thankful that there wasn't a fire and mm -hmm. god was watching out for us later he was able to clean out the hot water heater and it worked fine so mm. I've seen God work a lot in my in my work some about a year and a half not quite a year and a half ago um, I work online mostly online remotely for Pacific Union College teaching nursing yeah and so I was teaching a class at another college and my husband he kept telling me it was too much, and he didn't want me to do that. And But I enjoy teaching, and so I didn't really want to quit. But mm -hmm. um, around the end of September, the beginning of October, a year and a half ago, so in 2020, I started thinking, well, maybe I should quit working for them and have time for other things. Mm -hmm. And at PUC, at that time, there was a lot of things happening. You know, COVID was really rampant and they were trying to figure out how to do classes and then um, that was the beginning of the fall quarter and there was at least I think they were evacuated twice for fires oh yeah <laughs> and the whole college was evacuated and then um, in our nursing department our leadership changed and so there was a lot of turmoil and yeah um, uh, things were disrupted all around that area I work with placements for students, and a lot of them got disrupted because of all that. And mm. It was a big challenge. 
But anyway, I decided that I would just finish the class that I was teaching for the other university, and then um, then I would be more available to help PUC if they needed more help or, mm-hmm. you know, going through the leadership change. I wanted to be able to help them and stuff. So there was only a couple weeks left for that course session that I was teaching, and they had been planning for me to teach another session, but when I told them that I... I didn't want to teach anymore, but I I would teach the next session if they couldn't find anyone because I didn't want to put them in a bind yeah. since they had already made plans. Mm-hmm. But God knew the future, and he helped them find someone so that I was completely finished with them around the end of October. Mm. And then I had had some health challenges. I had had a frozen shoulder, which took a long time to um, figure out what was wrong mm-hmm. you know I couldn't move my arm anymore and we didn't know why and yeah that's good. finally that got diagnosed properly and I got therapy for that so mm. but then I started having other medical issues and I finally had an ultrasound and it showed an unknown mass on the outside of my uterus mm. and so through October and November and December I saw a series of four different doctors and I kept expecting to have a surgery scheduled yeah but it wasn't happening, and it was getting frustrating because I was seeing all these different doctors. And, you know, I had told my supervisor at PUC that I was going to help them more, and now I was having this health challenge, so I really couldn't help them more. And it was kind of challenging. But even though it felt like I was being passed from doctor to doctor, God knew which doctor was the best doctor. And so finally, when I did have my surgery, and it was in Christmas break, and so it was a break time, and it was then minimally invasive, Uh, surgery and so that was good any of the other doctors would have done a much more extensive surgery that would have been much more invasive and a longer recovery time and so um, as it was I was pretty much healed and getting back energy back you know Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the next quarter in January for school so I was really thankful for that and Mm -hmm. there was you know no cancer and so all that was really good news and then when the next quarter started in January, in the second week, suddenly another teacher quit, and my supervisor called and asked if I could take over nursing, the nursing class that I had taught five years previously. Hmm. And since I had taught it before, um, I could take it over. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a challenge to do it right <laughs> that very day, <laughs> which is what they needed because the students needed someone then. Hmm. But God knew, you know, ahead of time what the future held for me and for the nursing department. And, and so he, sometimes we don't see his working in our lives until later. But when we look back, we can see that, yeah, even though it wasn't the path we thought was best, it was the path really that was best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like sometimes it's like challenging, especially like when you're having health problems and you can't figure out what it is. But mm-hmm. like God knows what's happening and mm-hmm. he's just working it all out for like basically the best situation possible right so I'm just really thankful and I think it's really important for us to look back and see how God has been leading us mm-hmm. so and he's leading all of us he is some too. of us aren't acknowledging it as much as others but <laughs> he is working in all of our lives yeah so we need to be sure to pay attention to his working mm-hmm. um, one of my biggest battles of not doing things on my own and depending on God's, but trying to depend or really depending on God's strength is communication. Uh, Communication has always been a difficult skill for me. 
laugh when people think I'm mad or mean or, and I can get sarcastic and talk unkindly. Even when I'm trying to be nice sometimes, <laughs> people think I'm upset and it's hard for me to have a really kind tone of voice. And sometimes when I'm not even upset, you know, I, I sound unhappy. Mm. Um, and for a lot of time, a lot of years, I just believed that it was just who I was and people just needed to accept me for the mm. way I was. And there was not anything I could do about it. Yeah. Whenever there was any challenge or dispute or disagreement, people were always immediately put on the defensive because of my tone and manner of speaking. And I, I didn't mean to do, to put them there, but I, and it was very frustrating to me. Yeah. I mean, it happened when I, with people even close to me and my family, there was often hurt feelings and I didn't want to hurt people. So yeah. finally I realized that there was really nothing, absolutely nothing I could do on my own. My only hope was in God. Mm-hmm. And I started asking him to change my words and help me stop and think and pray before I spoke and to transform my thoughts and attitudes about people and take away my pride and selfishness. Mm-hmm. This is still a daily prayer, sometimes hourly prayer, when I get into frustrating situations. And I, I still struggle with it, and sometimes I fail. Probably often I fail. That I can look over my life and see how God has helped me and um, how my communication has gotten better. I, I certainly haven't perfected it, and I would certainly want to apologize to anyone who I've inadvertently hurt their feelings. I, God has led me to repent to several people for the way I spoke to him, mm-hmm. and I try to listen to his leadings before I talk so that I don't have to go and apologize, but I still do get hasty with my words sometimes. Yeah, there's that Bible verse about how we need to bridle our tongue and how yes. challenging it can mm-hmm. be. It is very challenging. Yes. And I try to remember to stop and think and take my time, but sometimes words just come spilling out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really easy to talk really quickly without thinking about what you say, and then you're like, oops. That wasn't the best thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I found that really helps me in dealing with people is to pray for people that mm. I struggle to get along with or that irritate me. When you're praying for someone, it makes it harder to be upset with them. Mm. I remember one charge nurse who bothered, really bothered me. Mm-hmm. She was always telling me how to do my work, and that just really doesn't go over very well with me. Yeah. So I was really frequently irritated with her, so I started praying for her. And I don't know that she got any better, but God changed me and how I felt about her and the situation really became better. Mm. So, and there's other situations and that, that's happened to me for too. So I, I frequently ask God to give me his love for others and help me to see them the way he does and mm. not to be prideful in the way that I see them. We must remember that people aren't our enemy. Yeah. God told us, in Ephesians 6.12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So God has given us the answer of what we need to do, mm-hmm. also in Ephesians 6, verse 11, and then 13 to 18. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's who our enemy is. Mm-hmm. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. 
Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Hmm. So that praying, sometimes I get busy with work and get frustrated and I, I, I need to stop and pray. And mm-hmm. Sometimes praying in the morning isn't enough. We need to pray always. Yes. <laughs> pray without ceasing. <laughs> Throughout the day, reconnect. Because especially in a world that's so distracting, it's easy to become disconnected from God. So we need to remember to reconnect all the time. Yes. Other times in the last year that God's helped me with work, I... I do placements, and I wasn't able to find a placement. I was really concerned and worried. But then I listened to a sermon about giving our problems to God and just leaving them with Him, and not not keeping, not taking them back, and continually mm-hmm. and repeatedly repressing Him and reminding Him. You know, He knows, He heard you. Yeah, trusting Him that He really did hear you, and trusting Him that He'll work it out for the best. Mm. So after listening to that sermon, I decided to try it with this problem that I had. And I gave it to him and quit worrying about it. And I mean, it needed to be resolved soon, but I didn't complain to my coworkers or my supervisor about it. I just didn't worry about it. And then, you know, I found it worked out. I found another placement that was really great for that student and um, some others that I had been trying to get. It worked out for them, and so God knows what's best and knows the answer before I even ask. And, mm-hmm. you know, he can see such a broader view than I can, and we need to trust him. <laughs> yes, and you're like, all right, Lord, I brought this problem to you. Mm-hmm. I know you'll solve it, so I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to keep poking it and touching it and reminding yes. you like a little child. Who's gonna- right. And also, we sometimes, we think that we have so much knowledge and that we we know the answer to the problem, and this is the only answer, but God knows other answers that might, or probably, are even better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, one of the ministries that we do here at church is our health ministries and um, our CHIP program that we did uh, just a couple months ago. We were able to do that because... Back in 2020, I had the opportunity to take the CHIP, or that's called, or it stands for Complete Health Improvement Program, the facilitator training. Hmm. And I didn't know when I would use it, but, you know, about not quite a year later, the health ministry's director decided that we should do a CHIP program here at our church. Oh, yeah. And so um, we started planning, and there was a lot of logistics to work out. It's not, not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, you know, there was problems that it seemed like there was no answer to, and the people weren't understanding what we needed here in our rural church. And um, mm. but I would pray about him and try and leave the problems with God, and he was able to work it out for the best for our program. And we were able to do our program with almost ten participants and. We started with 10, and not quite all of them finished with us, but 
it was really, I think God blessed our efforts and it was really a great program. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping to do that again. Then even more recently, uh, just in October, my husband and I were in Spokane for our anniversary and we were wanting to go to uh, the spaghetti factory. Ooh. Which is kind of downtown Spokane. Yeah. Right off the freeway. In a bad part of town. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had found a metered parking. There's no parking for Spaghetti Factory, really, unfortunately. Mm. And so we had found a metered parking that was in the same block, just kind of on the other side of the block. And as we were getting the money out and putting it into the meter, this truck stopped and asked us, what, what are you doing here? <laughs> and we finally realized he was a policeman there. And he uh-huh. saw, this is the police. <laughs> oh. And he said, well, we, we, my husband told him we were going to go to the spaghetti factory. Oh, you don't want to leave your car here. There was a bunch of homeless people standing around, and one of them had been trying to find money for us to put in the meter. Oh. Now we know why he was so eager for us to put money in the meter. But... Mm. Um, the policeman said that if we had anything valuable in the car, it would be gone before we got to Spaghetti Factory, which was just across the block. I mean, we could see it. Mm. So um, we did have valuables in the car. We were planning to spend the night up there, and our dog was in the car. And, yeah. Um, so we left, and I was just really thankful, you know, especially on our anniversary, that we didn't come back to this terrible loss and the valuables would have been bad, but losing my dog would have been really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to some other restaurant. <laughs> but mm-hmm. So I think, you know, maybe the policeman was an angel or, you know, God sent him just at the right time to save us from that heartache and loss. And I'm really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And then even just last week, I was, my flight to California, I had to fly to California last week. And my morning flight got canceled. Oh, and, um, you know, it was a challenge because we had two feet of snow and then a bunch of rain the day before. And yeah, so um, there was a lot of challenges and even getting to the airport. But I got on to the next flight and um, then it was delayed. And originally I had had a three hour layover in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And now it was down to an hour, and now this flight was delayed half an hour, so now it's down to half an hour. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I got off the plane, you know, and when you land in Salt Lake from Lewiston, you're just on a small plane, so you land way out, and you get on a bus that takes you someplace. Yeah, or you have to walk really far. And then you have to walk up and up and up the ramp and around, and in, finally into the terminal. <laughs> so... I was with some other people, and we all took off running as soon as we got off that bus, <laughs> up and into the terminal, and I ran down the terminal, and suddenly I stopped, and I thought, wait a minute, I'm at the other end of the terminal. Am I, did I go the wrong way the whole time? Oh, no. What's the matter? And I turned around and looked, and there was the door to where I needed to go down and go over to the A terminal from the B terminal. I had just gone past it, and I, I really feel that God told me to stop and, and think about where, where are you going, you know, because <laughs> I had just run right past it. Yeah. So, fortunately, I made it to my flight and, yeah. and had a safe trip. So I think, you know, we, it's important to pay attention to those times that God is working in our life. 
he's been working in my life before, since before I was born, and he continues to work every day. I really want to stay close to him and in a relationship where I hear his voice leading me. Isaiah 30, 21 says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it whenever you turn to the right hand or when you turn to the left. Mm-hmm. And I really want to hear that voice in my day as I go through dealing with work and relationships and other people and all that I do and say and even what I think. You know, there's a Bible verse about bringing our thoughts into obedience mm-hmm. to Christ. And I, I pray that Bible verse a lot because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and that's what my words come out from. So I really want my thoughts to be right. Yeah. No, I think that's that's so true. And, like, all your little stories, they're so true. Because, like, I feel like even in my own life, there's so many times, like, where I can reflect and think back and, like, wow, like, that was God protecting me, like, mm-hmm. in the car or an incident, that incident or this one. And I think when you're not walking with God, it's so easy to brush it off and be like, oh, you know, I was just, like, lucky or something like yeah. that. But if you really think about it and, like, you really look, you can realize, you know, like, there had to be something more than that. Like, you know, like, a hot glue should burn your eye. Right. <laughs> or, like, if you're going to hydroplane, like, what are the chances that you, like, go right into the guardrail or mm-hmm. something? And just, like, how he's speaking and working with us and, like, kind of, like, and, like, the small things, and I think, like, we so often forget that the small things are, like, sometimes the most important things because they're, like, the little building blocks. Right, they're the building blocks that are building our faith, mm-hmm. you know, and then every once in a while you might see a big thing, but God's working in the daily things, not just in the big things. He doesn't want us just to call on Him on big things, but all the little things, too. Mm-hmm. And it's the little things that shape our attitude and our feelings and... Mm-hmm. And it's that little, like, voice that's whispered in your head, like, Lord, you know, pay attention, look around. And when you stop and listen to that, mm-hmm. you're more likely going to listen to when he speaks to you at other times about, like, bigger decisions. Right. And so, like, I don't know why, but, like, I feel like it's a cultural thing, maybe, but, like, we brush off the small things. And maybe. we shouldn't be too stressed about them, but, like, also pay attention to them. Because, you know, being faithful to, like, you know, maybe not put so much negativity in your mind, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes I even need to be like, oh, something super political happened. I'm going to stay off Facebook for three days because I don't want to get caught up in it. Right. And like keeping our minds focused on Christ rather than the chaos of this world, you know, having that priority to put him first every day. Right. And I think also, you know, listening to his voice, we need to know his voice. And mm. when he talks to us in those little things, we're learning to hear his voice so that when he talks to us about bigger things, and there are bigger things coming in our lives. For sure. Um, that we'll hear his voice and know his voice and not be deceived. Satan is trying to deceive us, and he has a lot. He's had a lot of practice at deceiving people, and so yeah, we can't think that we're better than Satan. We've got to depend on God and listen for his voice, and we've got to know his voice and able to do that. Mm-hmm. And relying on God in everything, like even our tone of voice and like... Mm-hmm looking at ourselves and acknowledging, okay, maybe that wasn't the nicest thing to say, or maybe I need to learn to convey this better in a different tone. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, and praying for the people that you don't get along with. That's that's something I've just recently started practicing, just praying for them and being mm-hmm. like, Lord, help me to learn to love them and like mm-hmm. be careful, to, um, kind to them. Because I can't change their attitude, and I can't change who they are, 
but I can change how I react to them, and hopefully, maybe that will soften their attitudes towards me, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Lori. I You're really, very welcome. really appreciate it. I think it's super important to remember everything, even the small things we have to do with Christ, because mm-hmm. it's He who strengthens us, even sometimes just to talk nicely or remember to catch our look around us and see our right terminal and protect us in all the many circumstances that I'm sure we put ourselves in danger yes. constantly. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. And everybody tune in next week for Kylie recording somebody else. Bye. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page. That is God is Real, God is Good podcast. Or you can email us at God is Real, God is Good podcast at gmail.com. Bye.